Dive into our latest courses designed to enhance your bond with your furry friend. Whether you're a seasoned owner or a new puppy parent, there's something for everyone at dogspeak101.com. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Enroll now and take the first step toward a happier, well-behaved dog. Visit dogspeak101.com to browse our course catalog. Get 10% off all courses through February the 14th. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak Podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Hope you've had a wonderful holiday. Hope you are enjoying this first day of December. It's cold here in Tennessee. We had snow yesterday. Of course, it's all melted now, and we're just left with the cold. So probably not too much outdoor activity with our dogs today, except our Border Collie. She loves being outside. So I say go for it. Me, I'm going to stay warm. So today I want to talk about the lack of self-control that your dog may have. Um, If your dog is hyperactive, over-aroused, tends to stay somewhere between seven and 10 on the energy scale on a regular basis, then you probably have an issue with self-control. Some people call it impulse control uh, or hyperactivity, Uh, but I'm just gonna call it self-control, inner self-control. And the problem when dogs lack inner self-control is that when they get to that point where they're so excited it literally kind of shuts the door to being able to be responsive. Uh, you can give them the commands that they've known. You can uh, direct them into doing what they need to do, and they may do it 98% of the time, except when they're highly aroused. Uh, this is where the lack of self-control comes in. Now, lack of self-control Uh, can basically happen for a lot of different reasons. One, it could be that you've just not worked your dog in high arousal situations, so therefore they don't know how to handle it. I do see a lot of people that will train their dogs in quiet environments, and then they want to take the dog out in public, uh, maybe to some type of dog event or some event, and the dog is out of control and cannot be responsive at all. And in their mind, they're just thinking their dog's being bad, a uh, dog is being stubborn, dog is just, uh, you know, being a jerk. Uh, when in actuality, if they've not trained a dog in those situations and in those environments, the dog is going to have a hard time um, responding to the commands that you've taught. Of course, the other problem is that maybe your dog doesn't know the commands as well as you think. Uh, I think we've discussed that in another podcast to where just because your dog knows to sit in dur- uh, during certain situations, like putting the leash on, putting the collar on, feeding, getting a treat, sitting at the back door does not necessarily mean that the dog understands the word sit. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind. These are all things that we need to think about as humans and as owners. We need to think about it. We need to give our dogs the benefit of the doubt and make sure that we are teaching them everything that they need to know in every type of environment possible to help them be as successful as possible. Now, obviously, you cannot train the dog for every environment you're ever going to come across. Uh, However, 
you can definitely give the dog solid foundation so that he or she can problem solve and figure out what's the best way to handle certain situations that they've not been trained in. Uh, so today let's talk about how you can teach self-control and let's talk about where that lack of self-control comes from. The first thing I'm going to talk about with self-control um, is just basically every puppy is going to have it. Uh, I mean every puppy is just excited about the world. There's a lot of information coming in. Uh, there's a lot of things happening for this dog on a daily basis. I mean the puppy's learning new things, feeling new things, uh, growing, uh, maturing. So there are a lot of things that are taking place there. So every puppy is pretty much going to have a lack of self-control and what we want to do is make sure that we are teaching controlled excitement not taking the excitement away uh, if i have a dog who's not excited then there is some there's something wrong uh, i want that excitement there i just want it controlled to where the dog can still be responsive when i need him to be uh, the big issue that i find with lack of self-control uh, honestly is going to be nutrition uh, the nutrition can play a huge part, and we are going to do a big podcast episode on that. It just takes a little time to get all that together so I don't miss something. Uh, but nutrition plays a huge part. A lot of food today um, in, in the dog world and a lot of food that veterinarians are uh, you know, recommending and people are buying and you see a lot of commercials for, a lot of them actually has... A, a not good amount of sugar in it. Um, and when I say not good amount, it means they have sugar in it. Dogs don't eat sugar, uh, and they shouldn't be eating sugar. And so uh, that's one of the big problems is when we have a lot of sugar in the dog food that can actually create hyperactivity. Think about uh, giving your child some Mountain Dew, not sponsoring uh, me, but giving them a lot of caffeine and expecting them to sit down and watch a movie. No matter how bad they want to sit and watch that movie, they're not going to be able to because their body is not going to be able to. Their brain is not going to be able to. This is what happens when dogs eat too much sugar. Not to mention that sugar can create obesity, diabetes, uh, and other issues for dogs. So you really need to look at your food uh, and look at the ingredients and see what, uh, what, it, what it has in there. Some of the things that you want to look for that you'll find a lot of times is uh, sucrose, uh, fructose, glucose, um, honey. Um, yeah, honey is it's sugar. And even molasses. And I know there are a lot of treats out there that has, uh, you know, molasses as one of the ingredients. Um, you also want to look at your beet pulp, which is a, a derivative of sugar. So you want to make sure that you're not feeding your dog a high amount of sugar. Um, and you need to see how much sugar does your dog food have. Um, unfortunately, almost every food out there is going to have some, uh, but you really need to be careful and making sure that you get the smallest amount possible. You may have to do a little research on the food that you're purchasing and uh, and talk you know talk with people that know what they're doing. Uh, two local places in our area, Happy Retails in Brentwood, uh, Pam, they're very knowledgeable on food, as well as Tiffany at The Thrive at the Farm at Natchez Trace, uh, very knowledgeable on food. So if you're not sure, go and talk with someone. Let them help you find something that's going to be good for your dog, especially if you're de dealing with any type of hyperactivity. Um, and this needs to be, when I say hyperactivity, I'm not talking the normal puppy. I'm talking about the dogs um, constantly up and going, the eyes are dilated, 
the dog really can't settle, uh, throws a lot of behaviors, maybe is not responding appropriately to what you're asking and just throwing behaviors. You need to make sure that you're looking at these things. And also keep in mind that just because your dog uh, maybe can lay down and chill doesn't mean that he actually is having inner self-control. Because remember, there's that inner self-control and external self-control. Uh, you know, if he's sitting there in a sit-stay, that's good external, but is there a real internal self-control that's happening there? And I look at the dog to know if that's happening. I look at those eyes. Are they dilated? Are they where they're supposed to appropriately be based on the light? You know, is the dog... Um, seeming relaxed or does the face seem hard does the body seem rigid uh, you know is the dog just having a hard time because um, maybe it's whining or whimpering or shivering or anything that's just showing you that the dog is not relaxed I think you can see a difference between when your dog is relaxed versus when um, they are really really excited now if you have a dog that's bouncing around and jumping on guests that could be the dog just doesn't hasn't been taught to not jump on people. So don't automatically assume that your dog has hyperactivity or self-control issues if you've not trained the dog properly. You know, I'm talking about training a behavior that the dog is solid in, but the dog is unable to actually respond to it because of the lack of self-control. Now, also with food, what you need to think about is that uh, you don't want a food with too many carbs because carbs, that's energy, right? That's something that we all use as energy, and dogs do not need as much. So you want to be careful that your, that your diet for your dog is not carb-loaded if you're not using those carbs. Now, if you have a dog who hunts or is a working dog, uh, maybe it runs agility or fly ball, um, you know, something that it's very physically active, maybe you run your dog, you hike with your dog, then maybe you need a little few more carbs for your dog. But for the dogs that just kind of chill out and hang out at the house um, and don't do a whole lot of exercise, you know, they run in the backyard. Uh, you may go on a walk a few times a week, uh, but they're not really burning a ton of energy. You don't need that much, that many carbs in the food. So definitely look at the percentage of your carbs versus your protein. Um, and, and you don't want to use too much protein either. So you really want to find a balance. Uh, sometimes too much protein in some dogs can inhibit serotonin to form. And we all know that serotonin is that uh, kind of calming, um, you know, thing that we all need. So want to look at your food. That's first and foremost uh, to look at that. But let's talk about non-food related, non-diet related lack of self-control. Uh, many times dogs are actually rewarded for a lack of self-control. Uh, in the fact that they will be bouncy and jumpy and, and doing all these things. And then what happens is the human matches that energy and it just gets the dog more and more worked up. Even if the dog is able to respond to uh, some type of command that you have, the dog, again, still may not be actually responding with self-control, just more responding out of habit, uh, and, and just reacting to that. Now, I know this is going to get a little confused because it's there's so many different varieties of your self-control, and I didn't want to throw them all at you today because um, I really want you to just learn how to teach your dog self-control, but I want you to understand where that self-control comes from. 
if you are giving your dog commands while the dog is out of control, then in a way you are rewarding that lack of self-control. You're giving the dog further information. Therefore, you're not requiring the dog to actually think and use his brain. One thing that I like to do with self-control is I like for dogs to have to problem solve. Think about what they need to do in order to earn a reward. And if you do that, when, when dogs have to problem solve, and even when humans have to problem solve, the most important thing you have to have is inner self-control. You cannot problem solve when you're out of control. So this is a great way to start teaching your dog self-control. You simply allow the dog to start thinking for himself instead of commanding him all the time. So for an example, the hand feeding exercise that we do is probably one of my favorite exercises for many reasons. Problem solving, self-control, confidence building, focus. Um, at the same time, just getting that one-on-one -on -one, uh, attention with a dog. So the hand feeding exercise is all about the dog offering behavior to try to get you to say the magic words in order to earn its food. Um, so you're not giving commands, you're only marking behavior that you don't mind seeing repeated. And when you do this, the dog learns how to stay in a controlled place, in a controlled excitement, and problem solve to get what it wants. Other great ways of teaching your dog self-control is uh, teaching them how to not run out the door when it's open. Uh, and we have exercises on that that we have uh, actually shown you guys on our YouTube channel. Uh, and check those out now because they will be getting removed soon and all of our videos will be moved to the Patreon page, which I'll talk about after this episode. Um, but another time of great self-control work is putting a collar or a leash on the dog. I have so many dogs that get super excited when the leash comes out. And as soon as that leash comes out, uh, the dog starts jumping around, maybe barking, trying to grab the leash. You know, and sometimes it's even when you put your shoes on, when you have certain shoes that you put on, the dog just knows and the dog starts going crazy. So therefore, that object, that movement, that action is a cue to the dog. And then you have this anticipation. The dog gets excited and continues to just get aroused. And at first, a lot of people think it's cute and it's funny and the dog's excited. But then after a few months and years, it starts getting very irritating and obnoxious and the people want to stop it. But the problem is you've been rewarding it this whole time. How were you rewarding it? Basically, when the dog was getting excited, you probably started talking to him, telling him to give you a second, you're trying to get your shoes on, or giving them the command to sit in order to put the leash on, telling them no. Whatever you were doing, you were interacting with them. So instead of interacting, what I like to do is if I'm going to put a leash on the dog, is I'm just going to get the leash, and as long as the dog is showing controlled excitement, I will begin to hook the leash. If the dog is not uh, being controlled, bouncing, barking, jumping around, dancing to where I can't even hook the leash to the collar without grabbing the dog, then I'm just going to stop and stand there and ignore the dog. And, you know, let the dog figure out if that's going to work or not. When the dog starts to settle, uh, less dancing, four on the floor, maybe not moving so much so that I can hook the leash, I will begin to hook the leash. If at any time the dog starts getting too excited, I just stop. And this is a great way to teach your dog some self-control and problem solving. And again, it's not that we're taking away the excitement because I love the excitement. I want my dogs to be excited about things. The problem is, is I want controlled excitement because that controlled excitement here, maybe at your front door inside the house, that's going to help you with controlled excitement out and about around other dogs, around squirrels, rabbits, 
um, you know, whatever the dog finds exciting. But it all starts at home with little exercises. So you really need to back off doing too many commands, which allows your dog to have to think and use his brain, which builds in that self-control. And that will help your dog to stay tuned into you even when other things are happening. So again, we're not trying to take away any excitement. We just want the dog to be in a place where it can still be responsive. You know, I want to be able to call my dog to me out of playing with another dog, right? So a lot of times I have people that talk about, well, you know, you know, I take my dog out and we hike and we walk in the woods. The dog's really good off leash, but I'm really scared, say, if a deer comes. So I use an e-collar. And for y'all that may not know what an e-collar is, it's an electronic collar. It's a shock collar. Okay, it shocks the dog for not being responsive. And the thing is that we can use that shock collar, but all you're doing is managing that situation. You're not teaching the dog. You're not teaching the dog to not chase anything. Um, you know, I've worked dogs in search and rescue, and we spent probably 90% of our searches were in the woods. And we always searched off-leash. And I never have put a shock collar on my dog to keep them from chasing deer, rabbit, squirrels, or anything else. I did the work up front in teaching that self-control, uh, teaching responses and cues uh, that I can use with my dog. Um, and that is a huge, huge difference uh, when you have pet dogs and working dogs. Most people with working dogs are going to teach that inner self-control. They're going to really focus on that because you never know what you're going to come across. I mean, there were times that we would come across out of the blue, you know, other dogs in the woods. Um, of course, a lot of deer, a lot of, of wild animals, uh, but I never worried about it because I taught my dog to stay tuned in even when excited to be responsive to me. And my dog also learned that sometimes if you're patient and you're calm, sometimes you've got to go and do that fun thing. I had a Roddy who loved cats, and she loved them in a, in a sweet way, but she loved to play with them and chase them. And I never forget, we were at a client. I had her off leash. She was being my helper, so she was in a stay, and I was overworking with my client and I would have her move a little closer a few steps because she was just really good I didn't need an assistant but then a cat came out and man she wanted that cat so bad and she just stared at it and and I really I told her what a good girl she was and rewarded her and then after we got all done the cat was still hanging around so I gave her permission to go see the cat and that was her reward uh, you know and I've also practiced that some of you have heard this story if you've uh, had me personally or know me personally is, you know, I was able to leave a sandwich out on the table while taking a shower and she didn't touch it uh, because she learned that self-control oftentimes got you what you wanted. And it made a huge difference, huge difference. Um, so you really do want to work on that self-control. Obviously, look at your, your nutrition first. Make sure your food is not full of sugar. Make sure that you're not um, overridden by carbs and you know and that's dogfoodadvisor.com is probably the best place to look for that because they can actually give you uh, the percentages of your protein your fat and your carbs without you having to do too much work plus it'll give you the ratings on that food uh, and we are going to talk more about that when we get into our nutritional episode but 
that's a good place uh, just to reference, uh, you know, any food that you have. And I will put that in the show notes for you guys. But working on that self-control is important. And you can do it in your everyday activities, your everyday routine, whether it's letting the dog out to potty during feeding times, whether it's regular feeding where you're putting the bowl down or you're hand feeding, uh, whether it's allowing the dog to come up on the couch. Maybe it's coming back in the house. You want to see inner self-control. Again, inner self-control equals controlled excitement. Now, if your dog is having hyperactivity issues or is unable to have control, I want you to look at the body for those signs. Uh, you may have um, a stiff body. Maybe the eyes are really dilated. The dog just looks like it's all worked up. So those are some of the things that you need to look at. Um, now, that's all we can really talk about on self-control. Because I'm not going to go in like really deep with the whole, um, you know, physiological, neurological. Um, we'll probably get into a lot more of that in the nutritional episode. However, we do have a video on our Patreon page uh, for our Patreon members that will show you how to work on self-control just by putting your collar and leash on a dog and watching that process. And and it's for all of our Patreon members, and we love our Patreon members and are very appreciative of our Patreon members. We have several tiers that you can choose from, um, but three of our four tiers will give you access to our our mini training videos. So definitely go check that out. If you're not a Patreon member, we would love for you to pay, be a Patreon member. You can find us at patreon.com dogspeak. And I'll also put that into the show notes. So I hope you guys uh, will start working with your dogs with self-control, um, but also teaching them the appropriate behaviors. You know, if your dog is jumping all over the place, then the, that just means that the dog is being rewarded for jumping. It doesn't necessarily mean a lack of self-control. Now, if your dog knows not to jump, but then when it gets excited, starts jumping, now we have some self-control issues. But we have to make sure that we've taught it properly first. Okay, so uh, that was a little bit of a, sorry about my voice, it's a little bit rough. I'm dealing with some allergies, and uh, just with having company all last week, there was a lot of talking in this house. Um, So I hope you guys have had a wonderful holiday, and I hope that you're starting out December Uh, in a positive way. It is a beautiful day here, other than the cold weather, uh, but it is a beautiful day here in Nashville, and um, and we really are appreciative of each and every one of you, and we would love to see you guys become Patreon members. Uh, We would really want to start some of our live events and our live Zoom meetings, and we are going to actually be doing our communication seminar via Zoom for our Patreon members uh, probably in January. So you guys get signed up. It's uh, it's really affordable, and we do really appreciate um, all the support that you can give us so that we can keep uh, taking the time to do this. And if you've not checked out the videos on the website, dogspeak101.com, check those out because we're going to be removing those uh, fairly soon, and we are going to be removing our YouTube page And we're going to be moving everything to the Patreon page, as well as putting up new videos uh, at a minimum twice monthly. So our new video is up today that goes along with this podcast, so check that out. Um, And of course, as a Patreon member, uh, you also have opportunities to send in questions and have uh, your questions answered live on air. All right, so I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day. Hope you get out and work with your dogs and have an opportunity to do that. Go check out that food. Make sure that you're giving your dogs uh, the best possible uh, and you're not overloading them with sugar and carbs. 
and make sure that you start working on that self-control now so that by spring your dog is ready to get out when all of this pandemic stuff is over get out and do the craft fairs and the parks and hiking and just having a really good time and enjoying life to the fullest love you guys hope you have a great week